Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. There's Andy Wood. Hello there. Uh, we're we're in Andy's living room. It's a bright sunny day. It's a big day. It's a big day. This is one of the rare days when we're recording as the top story on all as a story is breaking, right? Which will develop far quicker than we're gonna. Rec- we're recording this in the morning, straight after a NASA press release and press conference. And too soon, really, for us to gen up on any of the information. So we're about to deliver you wildly out-of-date information that you will already know more about by the time you listen to the show, even if we put it out this evening. I'm doing a quick survey to see... Yeah, so we're, we are one hour out of this press uh, conference at NASA, and I'm just checking all the main news services to see how many of them have this as their top story. Quite a few. I'm going I'm to name some. You're going to tell me if you think... That this site has this as the well. Before you start this game, why don't we bring in our guest? Let's do that. (laughs) Uh, Very funny. Now moved to New York, but briefly over here, so we managed to nab her. Uh, Kate Willett. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thank you for joining us. Um, Are you kind of regretting your decision to move now that you're back in February sun here in LA? Well, it's been raining all week. It's been miserable weather until today. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Just when you're about to head. Yeah. Um, yeah, planets. Uh, okay, so give, so, give us... Okay, I'm going to give you some sites. You tell me if you think the top story is currently related to this NASA story that we'll talk about. Okay. Foxnews.com. I no. bet they do have it, because they're heat seekers, and this is, and this is clicks. This is information. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, they like to distract from whatever dumb shit Trump's doing. It's the fourth biggest story on the front page. The oh, top, the oh top hang on, being, Okay. Oh, I didn't realize we're like, does it, is it the top story? Does it lead? Does it lead? Okay, hang on. That's a different question. I was like, is it on the front page? All right. Um, No. I say it's probably around the fourth story. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's a Rex Tillerson story that leads at Fox News, but the NASA story is in the top four. CNN. Uh, Yeah, I reckon CNN does lead. Number one. Number one. uh, HuffingtonPost.com. No. Oh, it's no. like probably like Second. the one way Bernie could still win. Actually, <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's White House Ready's anti-trans. Oh no, sorry. That's no. This is okay. Even yeah. worse. White House Ready's anti-trans push. Okay. And then the second story is um, is this story? MSNBC. Yes. No, actually, not even uh, in the top. I'm not seeing it in the front page at all. Oh. What is MSNBC leading with? Uh, Joe, here are the great lies about immigration. So, okay. Should we Who, get into who's it? Joe? Who's Joe? Uh, is that Joe Scarborough or not? No, Joe is Joe Scarborough's a Fox News guy, I think. Who's the glasses Joe? Is it Morning Joe? Um, morning Joe. What's his last name? I don't know. I think it's Morning. I, I think Joe. I think Joe the is first, his last yeah, yeah, the first name Morning, last name Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should know this. I thought that was Joe Scarborough. Okay, Joe Joe is right wing. Joe Scarborough is right wing and Joe whoever this is is uh Center. It's seriously hard to find this guy's last name. I should know this. Anyway, okay, let's get into the actual story. Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Morning Joe is a right-wing show on MSNBC. Oh, it is. Oh, okay, okay. It's hosted by former GOP representative Joe Scarborough. This show's oh, it's how... the same Joe? Yeah. Because he has another show on Fox. Weird. Does he still have that? Well, he did. It was like Scarborough Country or something. Right, yeah, I remember that. I've kind of removed myself from Isn't that the, the one with the Scar Brothers? The Scar, Scar Brothers. The Scar Brothers, yeah. Scar I, I never watch cable news. It's the worst. Sometimes I'll watch 
whatever clip of like Kellyanne Conway, yeah. you know, and Anderson Cooper destroys Kellyanne Conway's lines yeah. or something. Just, I do like to just so it, see what all these sites have as their lead stories when something's happening, just because I'm curious. Like when the Women's March was happening, I was visiting Fox News to see if that's even getting a mention. Yeah, did like, they? I feel like the Fox News coverage of that was like unhappy, ugly women right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't exactly. know that they're already equal. Come on, stop whining. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pretty much. Well, wait, um, a couple of days ago when British Parliament had that debate over whether Trump should have a state visit. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Fox's leader was something like, um, British conservative politicians defend Trump. Like, it was like... As the, opposed to the majority of them say Trump's not welcome. Yeah, exactly. They focused on, like, this, <laughs> the few who were actually on his side. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, let's do the story. Let's, let's, let, let's just get right deep into it. Um, so... Andy, you were just watching the press conference yes. as I was driving over to your house. And if everyone wants to get a primer on this, we'll put this out pretty quickly. So um, hopefully we're not too far behind the story. But you can just visit nasa.gov slash exoplanets. Uh, so yeah, the big news is there is a um, star system called TRAPPIST-1. Rather, there's a star called TRAPPIST-1 that has, uh, as we have just found, seven Earth-sized planets orbiting it. And two of those were found by... A, let me bring up the actual story. By a, a, a telescope in Chile operated by Belgium called TRAPPIST. Which is how the planet got its, the star got its name. Right, right. Let me bring up the full press release that just came out. Well, I'm going off the CNN article right now. So okay. there are these. So this planet has now been discovered. Uh, they found the first two planets a couple of years ago, and they pointed more telescopes at it, and they've now discovered that it has seven exoplanets uh, in tight formation around this ultra-cool dwarf star called TRAPPIST-1. Estimates of their mass also indicate they are rocky planets rather than being gaseous like Jupiter. Uh, the th- three of the planets are in the habitable zone of the star, known as TRAPPIST 1E, F, and G, and may even have oceans on the surface. Yeah, that habitable zone refers to places where it's most likely to have actual liquid water. Yep. And uh, just to, as a refresher, if listeners haven't heard us talk about exoplanets before, that just means any planet outside of our solar system. Right. Wait. That's kind of a, that's kind of us, our solar system normative. It's like very, I, feel, I feel like there is a point at which that will become politically incorrect. All planets to refer matter. to them as yeah. exoplanets. All, yeah, all planets are planets. Are planets. <laughs> like yeah. the you know, it's just a oh, like it's like, centering our own solar system at the expense of acknowledging all the solar systems. <laughs> also, there's exoplanets and normal planets. Is that yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, but planets here will be just cis planets and those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Transgalactic planets. <laughs> Bill Maher will say some horrible shit about those planets, <laughs> but oh, it's okay because he's a liberal. Yeah, um, edgy. Uh, so um, it, it's a uh, yeah. So the way we talked. I was, I was just looking through our old catalog of, of episodes because we've talked with people who've worked on the study of exoplanets. If you go back to episode seventy four years ago with Crystal Dilworth and Alex Lockwood, you can hear more about how exoplanets are. Uh, discovered basically we can't see any planets outside of our solar system directly so we see either their influence on another star's orbit like the way it makes the star wobble as it goes around them or we see them pass between us and that star and the star briefly get dimmer as the planet goes between yeah almost like a lighthouse but in reverse so every you're watching the star and at a regular period it just gets a little bit dimmer a little bit brighter and that's when we're pretty sure a planet is passing in front of it. Oh, okay, I understand. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a pretty incredibly fast-growing field of science because up until fairly recently, it was thought that exoplanets were 
either rare or non-existent. Yeah, and, and this is like 20 years, basically, this indu- the industry, this uh, field has only existed for about 20 years. Yeah, and it's gone, it's gone from like, oh, we found one, this is huge news, to we found five, this is huge news, to now, oh, there are thousands, and many of them seem to have similar characteristics to Earth. And therefore, yeah. potentially able to support life. There wow, are 30... we're going to need the place to go. Yeah, there might be someone there already, though. There might be. Totally possible. This is thirty-nine light years away, though. So even if you traveled at the speed of light, which is impossible, it would take you thirty-nine years to get there. So it's not that likely we'll ever actually visit these places. Um, not to be a wet blanket. It's still really cool. Uh, and we've found about thirty-five hundred exoplanets in total so far. But uh, based on different googling that contradicts. Uh, Maybe only a few dozen or a few hundred are possibly Earth-like in terms of being, I guess, rocky or in the habitable zone of possible liquid water. But the next thing- is there a way that we is there some kind of scientific impossibility of us ever traveling at faster than the speed of light? I uh, mean, wormholes, I guess, would be the best chance at that if that's a thing we can ever figure out. Yeah. Right? So the only. Within normal space, no, that's an absolute limit on anything. Nothing can travel faster than light. Uh, Einstein's laws kind of contradict Gotcha. It. But there are some people who think there might be some ways of either bending space or finding tunnels between bits of space. So, wow. so maybe that wouldn't contravene the laws of physics because you actually would be physically moving at less than the speed of light while traveling this di- this greater distance yeah, yeah. but this is all very theoretical Sci-fi-y right yeah. now yeah but, or you could find a way to travel at the speed of light and also make people live longer so that it would be more worth it to, once you get there well no the traveling at the speed of light thing is definitely 100% never going to Right? I mean, that's a thing that science is saying we're not cocky to say this is a thing that will never get broken. Yeah, well yeah. even um yeah, even as as you get close to as as you get even vaguely close to the speed of light, and we're talking about like maybe uh, just a low percentage of the speed of light, which is still ridiculously fast, things change. Like you become heavier, you your body changes shape, uh, time acts differently for you. Whoa! So we're never meeting these aliens. Well, we're probably not. Uh, but, I mean, it would require basically wormholes is the only way it could happen do you think I our think. grandkids would ever meet these aliens I mean ugh, I don't want to be pessimistic I, I doubt it but who knows but I mean like it'd, be, it'd still be exciting if we could find so right now they're, they're still waiting to find out more information and there's a space telescope launching next year called James Webb and that's going to be able to analyze the atmospheres of these planets and then find out if there are things like methane and oxygen which would be a pretty good indicator like if there's free oxygen in the atmosphere that probably means that something's churning it out because otherwise yeah. it would have bound to something we have an inf- information on a, on an episode that's pre-taped that's coming out in a bit <laughs> that I can't really tell you much more about but we've pre-taped an episode uh, where our guest was talking about exactly that where oxygen doesn't exist oxygen is very hard to find naturally because it bonds with everything so yeah. it, it very quickly oxygen just floating around in the world will very quickly bond with almost any other element um so if there's oxygen in an atmosphere, it probably means it's constantly being generated by something like the plant life that we have on Earth. Yeah. So photos- the, Earth- the oxygen in our atmosphere can- exists because we have photosynthesis. Um, and, you know, we have green plants and algae and that kind of thing just chucking oxygen out into the atmosphere. So if we point our telescope at these planets and we find indicators of lots of just of O2 molecules floating around... Yeah that's a very good indicator that there is something on that planet that is 
undergoing some kind of lifelike process. Makes sense. Um, but the one, one thing I was going to talk about is uh, Einstein posed uh, what something called the twin paradox, which is um, it's a thought experiment in special relativity where you have two identical twins. One of them goes off into space in a very high-speed rocket, extremely high-speed, and then returns to Earth. And when they return to Earth, because of the way relativity works, they find that the twin who remains on Earth has aged a lot more. Um, this is part. This was crucial to the plot of oh god, what was the film that came out? Uh, the Nolan, the Nolan movie that came out. Yeah, yeah, Interstellar. There we go. Um, but that links quite neatly to another spacey story from last week that we didn't have time to cover beforehand, which is that NASA have been running their own twin experiment. They have. Um, uh, Scott Kelly, who is an astronaut who just got back from the International Space Station a few months ago, um, he has an identical twin brother who is a retired astronaut as well. Uh, his name is Mark Kelly. Wow. And so for the first time, NASA had almost a controlled experiment where they got right, to see right. what the effect was of having someone in space for a long time and seeing how much it changes you. Wow. Wow. Uh, but was it really that controlled? Because what if the one twin always like smoked or something? I think that's also yeah. It's it, yeah. Well, they would have tested him. They would have run a whole battery test on both of them yeah. just before Scott went out into yeah. space. I but, liked I like <laughs> I liked the, the test because they'd have to find some sort of like, scientific way of like analyzing like how beat does this guy look? <laughs> like, I mean, they sort of did though. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. How f- well, I guess I guess if if Mark just started like stress drinking while Scott was in space, yeah. Like, just, or out of jealousy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, then again, well, this is really a, a downer thing to bring up, but like uh, the effect of having your wife get shot in the head might age you, like traumatic events. Did right? his wife get shot in the head? Yeah, Scott Kelly was married, to, Mark Kelly is married to Gabby Giffords. Oh, okay. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Um, the senator or congresswoman from, from uh, Arizona, hold on a second, I should know this. Um. Yeah, uh, a representative from Arizona who was shot in 2012, and now is an anti-gun advocate. Yeah, which is not surprising. I'd say I'd probably be pretty anti-gun if one of them. I don't know, man. I could see a lot of these Republicans being like, "This just proves that we need more guns to protect (laughs) ourselves from shooters." Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Anyhow, we need so, more good guys with guns. Geez. Although she was surrounded by good guys with guns right, when, right, right. when she was giving a yeah, public speech. Yeah, that's not that's not real. Um, so yeah, Scott is the one who just got back, right? Yeah. So yeah. ten ten groups of researchers are now looking at a wide variety of information about the Kelly twins' health, including immune response, bone formation, their gut microbiome, and how DNA might be affected by living in space. On a geometric level. Sorry, genomic level, that's much more sensible. They're trying to determine whether a so-called space gene activated while Scott was in space. Through genome sequencing of DNA and RNA from the twins' white blood cells, the researchers found that Scott and Mark have hundreds of mutations unique to each man, with more than 200,000 RNA molecules presented differently. Uh, Chemical modifications to Scott's DNA decreased while he was in space, uh, but they returned to normal once he was back on Earth. Marks also shifted around the midpoint of the study, but they were normal at the end. The researchers believe this shows how sensitive genes are to changing environments in space or in Earth. So they also focused on these things called, um, is it telomeres? Telomeres, yeah. Which are the repetitive sequences at the end of a chromosome to to protect it from deteriorating or fusing with other chromosomes. Um, In the twins' white blood cells, um, 
uh, they revealed a surprise. Typically, typically, these telomeres decrease in length as someone gets older. This is one of the things that scientists were looking at aging in humans and trying to see whether they can stop aging or what aging is. Uh, telomeres seem to be key to this. That's part of the thing that starts to deteriorate as you get older. Oh, wow. Um, but Scott's telomeres increased while he was in space. And when he returned to Earth, they shortened again. And an increase is sort of a sign of reverse aging. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, For now, the researchers believe the change could be linked to an increase in exercise and decrease in calorie intake while he was on the station. He Uh, was exercising more in space. I guess that makes sense because they do have to, they have to constantly exercise when they're in space because otherwise their muscles waste. But Mm. I figured what they're trying to do is still like a poor replica of what we're doing just by walking on earth every day, right? Yeah. Gravity. Kind of, I guess. Yeah. It's hard to know. Um, I guess it wasn't as controlled an experiment because they didn't also lock Mark in some kind of cube on, on Earth. Right, right, right. Uh, so they also looked at uh, telomerase, which repairs and lengthens the telomeres for both men. Uh, this response increased in both Scott and Mark in November 2015, possibly related to a significant stressful family event happening around that time. 2015? It says 2015. Hmm. But they don't say what it was. And that's not, Gabby... Not Gabby getting shot, because that was three years earlier. Yeah. Uh, Scott, up in space, experienced declining bone formation, but levels of a healing hormone that helps with bone and muscle health increased, most likely all due to all the exercises astronauts perform in space every day to combat bone and muscle loss. His levels of the stress home hormone cortisol remained normal, but he had a spike in inflammation soon after landing on Earth, most likely because of the stress of re-entering the atmosphere. Yeah, there's so many different things going on. because yeah. it's, so, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's hard to do a control... As well as you've got like this, and it's not like you can send a hundred guys up to space to do this experiment or something. Or or twin halves. Yeah, yeah, and also just yeah, because there there is like there's so many different things going on. I don't know if they took blood samples while he was in space. Yeah, that would have been. I guess they must have done because it took. I'm sure. I'm sure they're getting. Yeah, I bet up in the station you're getting all kinds of like biometrics done constantly, right? Uh. Yeah, so those Scott and Mark have differences in the bacteria in their digestive system, which was to be expected because they were living in different environments and eating different food. Two of the main bacterial groups switched dominant positions in Scott's microbiome between his time in space and on Earth. Um, it doesn't say what they were in this article. Uh, but yeah, these 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 are all... So much of this is being analyzed to work out what the effect is of long-term space travel mm. with a view to maybe getting people in Mars. Or in Mars, on Mars. Which would oh, be yeah. reasonable. We could go to Mars. That would just take like 500 days total, right? That's not too bad. Yeah. But yeah, also, there's no aliens on Mars. Probably not. Pro- I mean, it's possible. There's not like, there, there, there's no chance that there are like ones that we could buddy up with. Yeah, but it's still possible there are like tiny organisms, isn't it? Uh, Mars, Matt, or has that been ruled out completely? I don't know if it's been ruled out completely. It'd be hu- it'd be hard to rule out completely because stuff could be buried yeah, deep yeah. underground. Yeah, but yeah, it's not going to be like really cool shit. Probably it's it's pretty. I think it depends we're, your definition of cool. Yeah, I think we're pretty sure that there's no one like in a house on Mars. Right. Speaking no- of NASA, uh, have you been following like the rogue NASA Twitter or anything like that? 
Like oh, like in in light of Trump's. Stuff, yeah, yeah. It seems like have... there's been a. I know there's a there's a rogue like national park. Yeah, stuff there's yeah there's rogue but... NASA. I wonder. I don't know if it's real. There's no way to know if it's real. But yeah, there's no way to know if it's actually from someone who want whoever did have anything to do with NASA, or there's just yeah some fourteen year old who likes space and is quite amused by how much this is taking off. Yeah. Oh, is it just someone who set up the handle at Rogue NASA or something? I guess so, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Oh, man. Man, what a great racket. You can get 363,000 followers that quick by just... Uh, Rogue NASA has 889,000. Oh, God. Including 64 followers I know. And yeah. me. Who the hell knows whether it's... Yeah, including you. Who the hell knows? Like, who the hell knows whether this is just it's like some kid who likes space or... In the pre-certified days of Twitter when people would just make, like, at Bill Murray and start just saying inspirational things that he'd probably never even say. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I hate that. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a whole cottage industry in the at Bill Murray and at Will Ferrell and Willie, and all they're doing is stealing our friend's jokes and posting them under Will Ferrell's yeah. name. Oh, that sucks. Of Bill Murray. And it's just like, yeah, like, whenever there's, um, like, that fuck Kevin or whatever it was, or or the fat Jew on a what's his yeah, yeah, yeah. what was his real name the uh, whatever yeah, at the yeah. fat Jew on um yeah that guy was Instagram. the worst but he was he uh, at least he put his face to it like he's a horrible shitty human <laughs> being who's stealing our friends jokes but at least he's putting his face to it there's apparently like three people who are running twelve different fake Bill Murray and Will Ferrell and whoever the hell else yeah, accounts because yeah. those people aren't on Twitter and they have some of them have like a million followers of stolen jokes. And selling adverts, but so they're basically making money oh, that's off of that. In in the post certification world of Twitter, people are still following those things. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, so yeah. Dumb. Well, yeah. Not all celebrities get verified either. Some of them don't want to. Well, that's the word verified. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like they they do have all your all your data once you get verified. They're kind of handing it out willy nilly, and they get in exchange for that they get your actual birth date and all this other stuff. They can then. Yeah, your passport. Yeah. You I don't know to, about that. You, no, you have to upload. A, I mean. It might be different for like serious celebrities, but if you apply to become verified, you have to submit a picture of your passport. Really? Like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna trust, uh, trust Twitter with. Yeah. Well, especially because Julian Assange said that he's trying to hack it. Oh right, right. I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was just the, just the address, and I mean, I thought you had to upload some kind of ID. I don't know if it has to be a passport, but yeah, yeah it might be able to be a driver's license. Yeah, but either way, it's uh, now it's a dubious distinction yeah. because fuck you guys. Okay, so at. Okay, this at Bill Murray account only has thirty five thousand followers, but Still here we go for a bullshit account. At Will Ferrell has f- has half a million. At Phil Werrell has two point eight million. Oh, oh my god! And at it's Willie Ferrell has one point seven million. The one that has the biggest does it seem like they're actually quoting at least things Will Ferrell did or said? No, it's just reposting funny memes and <sighs> and also for some reason. Today, Steve Irwin would have turned 55. Happy birthday and RIP to a legend and a picture of him. <laughs> Thank you, not Will Ferrell, <laughs> yeah, for, but, your for reminding me that. An unrelated, non comedic celebrity. <laughs> yeah, this is like, you know, fucking clearly stolen from someone's Tumblr or whatever. It just says, Me, sorry I can't go out tonight. I have so much to do. And then, like, asterisk takes quiz to see what kind of pizza I am and then a picture of a dog in bed on a laptop. That's what Will Ferrell just said. That's what Will what Ferrell Will Ferrell just said. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. That's someone's full-time job, right? That's somebody who's like oh. going out for drinks with friends. Like, how was your day? Good. I tweeted all day as pretending I was Will Ferrell and made some money at it. 100% it's someone's full-time job. But they have they have almost 3 million followers 
do you know how much you can monetize with three million followers? That's like insane. people can make money once they like reach half a million followers. They can make a good living off of endorsing various yeah. products and advertising. Really? And these people run like ten of these accounts simultaneously. Jeez, that sucks. Have you monetized yet, Kate? What are you doing? How are you monetizing? Uh, <laughs> I haven't monetized. No. You gotta be mon- ABM guys always. I be mean, monetizing. I, yeah, I get paid for stand up sometimes, but <laughs> that's pretty cool. How's that? That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, how would you compare the New York and LA stand up scenes now that you're out there? Um, well, I like New York a lot. It seems like it's pretty focused on stand up. I mean, there's other stuff going on there, but there's yeah. a ton of stand up shows, and there's a lot of people that go out in New York. So, a lot of the shows out there have a you pretty mean, good you audience. Mean there are audiences with non comedians. Yeah, them? yeah. <laughs> I mean, more so than here, their shows that have audiences with non-comedians in them too but it's uh i don't know it just seems a little easier to come by in new york yeah on the other hand you know there is like tv stuff out there but not as much right probably that's mostly going on here i like it because i like living in a city and i enjoy walking around and you know saying hi to people and riding public transportation and if our if our new york listeners want to come out and see you where are some of your haunts out there um I, you, I don't know when this will go up, but I have all of my shows on my website, which is kwillit.com. It's not monetized. On, <laughs> I don't get anything that. if you go there. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I've just remembered my least favorite of all of the fake accounts, and that's twitter.com slash the real Banksy, which is not the real Banksy. Of course, one and a half million Banksy. followers and constantly tweet stuff about being original. What? <laughs> just... Oh, I hate the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like uh, I think Twitter will Twitter will probably go the way of MySpace someday, and then these monetizers will have to do something else. I mean, yeah, with with the end of Vine, like it just shows none of this stuff is guaranteed to be around forever. And, and Twitter is sort of uniquely horrible in some ways. It's a they, I think that they should have probably crack down a little bit on all the Nazi stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah. let's not get too controversial here. Nazis yeah. have rights too, Kate. Yeah, I mean, there there always have been like, oh, you know, like, you know, we're committed to free speech and stuff. And that is, you know, that's good. But it has ended up being a real breeding ground for hate groups. Yeah, which... it's really, we talked about this a, a few weeks ago. Just it, it annoys me that now the most dickish of all the social media is the one that I'm enjoy doing the most and like i'm not a picture guy i don't really like taking pictures but i like writing one-liners yeah same yeah i don't know i mean it's a it's kind of it's hard to figure out what to do but it feels like there's certain things on twitter have gotten a little out of control and i don't know facebook seems to do a little better job of yeah policing that stuff I mean, it's it's a private company, so they they can do whatever they want. Right, right. I mean, it would be kind of cool if Twitter just decided like that to crack down on hate speech, and they, they could they have no obligation to keep Trump on there. They could just say you violated our terms of service and so just cancel his account. Like they could do that if they. That would be so funny. Yeah, yeah. That would be like that would be the top news story on all the sides. Yeah, because he gets to just dictate. He gets to hold press conferences from his phone at any moment. Like it's unprecedented. There's never been. He's the first president. I mean, I guess you know Obama tweeted, but like he didn't use Twitter before coming into office. Yeah, and already have this built in. It's it's crazy. I mean, I'm not saying I advocate shutting people down. I don't even know how I feel about how how they would create this like content enforcement system i mean on twitter on facebook if you report someone for harassing you they at least least look look into into it it. and then if it is like targeted harassment then 
they will you know, usually suspend you for a couple of weeks, and then you know once you're out of Facebook jail, you get another couple but of chances. The, the insidiousness of Facebook might have been responsible for Trump and Brexit. Yeah, there's a company called I think it was like Cambridge Analytics. It's a long article I read about it recently. Cambridge, or whatever it was, it has Cambridge in the title. It's a yeah. British company, so it's and legit. They're, they're involved in yeah. Oh, there's so many. Like <laughs> if you're in London, if you're walking through the streets of London, there's so many people handing out flyers for like language schools with English language schools with Oxford or Cambridge in the title yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but it's um, uh, but this company basically does deep targeted analysis uh, of Facebook profiles they built up these massive databases and they were micro-targeting people with different messages and different campaigns uh, and different stories including things to suppress the Hillary or anti-Brexit votes respectively and increase the Trump and pro-Brexit votes. Wow. So, like, they were, like, um, they find out people who were maybe going to vote for Hillary but were susceptible to stories about uh, race or whatever and would and target them Wait, with... based on the data they got from where? From deep analysis of their Facebook likes and posts. Uh, not through any tools that are built into the Facebook ads you can buy with Facebook, but just by looking at public profiles? I'm not entirely sure what it is they looked at, but Facebook is Facebook is sewn into the fabric of half of the internet now. Right, right. Like, so many websites you go onto, it's like you can click and like stuff instantly within that website. Yeah. It's, so Facebook is just sort of all pervading. But I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know how much that stuff they share directly externally. I know, like, I've done Facebook ads, so I know how you can specify your target, but it's not like they hand over their, all of their data on... No, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how they build up that stuff and what they build up, but yeah. I think a lot more is actually being shared publicly than you think there is right, if right. you have the right tools to do the right kind of statistical analyses. Yeah. And so they were really micro-targeting different people in different communities. Yeah. And... Both. We live in a magical time. Yeah, terrifying. Uh, hey, you know what is less crazy than What's we that? might than we previously thought, potentially? Mm-hmm. Uh, people with cats. Oh yeah, you know what? Oh, I hate. We got to do it. We got to do the story. Even that's the good science doesn't. Uh, you can't ignore the stories just because they go against something you like believing. We got to. We got to admit uh, when might be wrong. Have you, Kate, have you heard stories about how there might be actual reasons for crazy cat ladies or crazy cat yeah, people? Yeah, because it's, it's be... like some kind of toxoplasmosis in the brain or right, something. Right, right, right. Well, it yeah. turns out that might not be totally true, or at least it might not actually cause you to be crazy. Um, let me get the actual story up here. My The lady I'm staying with has a cat, and it's the most loving cat in the world that I've ever seen. It's so cute. Uh, Matt, I'm not, I'm not finding this story. Do you have it? I got a different version of the same story. Okay, go for but, it. Um, so these symptoms of crazy cat people are being blamed on a parasite that makes its home in the fur of household cats called Toxoplasma gondii. Um, many scientists speculate it's responsible for giving cat owners psychological disorders. Uh, we've talked about this before. It's thought that it might have evolved because uh, things like mice infected with this um, parasite become less fearful they become bolder more reckless yeah and so the cats eat them and then they get it exactly and then the cats like so the cats eat the mice and then they spread that parasite more widely and then it hits the mice and so on and continues the cycle um a new study however offers cat lovers their long-awaited vindication the results of a survey spanning ten thousand people provides compelling evidence that cats aren't making anyone mentally ill after two decades of extensive research, the researchers show there is no link between 
cat ownership and schizophrenia or any other mental or any mental illness for that matter. Uh, their study provided in the, published in the journal Psychological Medicine offers much more reliable evidence than previous papers showing the opposite because it follows children from the time they were born to the age of full maturity, assessing their symptoms over time. Most of the other studies carried out in this field had a small sample size, looked only at patients who were already diagnosed with schizophrenia or both. Uh, in this study, researchers from University College London studied over 10,000 children from the time they were born to the time they were 18. They took into account several conditions, including the age, education, occupation of the mother, the number of times the family moved while the children were aged 0 to 4, and what other animals the family had in addition to a cat. Summing up their findings in a statement, lead author uh, Francesca Solmi said, The message for cat owners is clear. There is no evidence that cats pose a risk to children's mental health. It does say children, not older people, but still. As far back as 95, scientists have been gathering evidence to show that Toxoplasma gondii causes schizophrenia and bipolar disorder by modifying the chemical responses of the brain, by forming a cyst in the brain that emits an enzyme called uh, tyrosine hydroxylase. The parasite causes the overproduction of dopamine, which is the hormone responsible for mood, sleep, and focus. Uh, one surefire symptom of schizophrenia is having high dopamine levels. I didn't uh, know that. I didn't know that either. Um, previous studies show that children risk exposure to the parasite uh, from a family cat between the time they're born and the age of four, which could then lead to mental illness later in life. But despite the fact that cats can carry the parasite and can be found in their poop, uh, their new study has unexpectedly found that the likelihood of a child developing schizophrenia because of an infected cat in the house is slim to none. Wow. The outcome of the study doesn't mean that Toxo, as it's known to researchers in the field, isn't dangerous. You know, get a little toxo. colloquial with that, I think. Yeah, yeah. get a bit of Toxo in there. Yeah. <laughs> Just get some uh, Toxo in there. Yeah, it sounds like a nickname for <laughs> some kind of creepy guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, toxo at the party? <laughs> why'd you bring Toxo over, man? Oh, you know what Toxo does. That's yeah. why it's called Toxo. Yeah. <laughs> He just likes cat shit fights. He just starts yeah. cat shit fights wherever he goes. Where do he, he doesn't even have a cat. Where yeah. does he find this? Bring it in like Ziploc baggies? What's... Is he buying it from somewhere? I like... never knew that toxoplasmosis was being blamed for schizophrenia. I thought that it really? was just blamed for loving your cat too much. No, it was supposed to just cause a whole bunch of... And I loved the story. It was such a great story if you don't like cats. You don't like cats? I mean, who likes cats? I love them. <laughs> I, I like dogs, too. I like, I like most pets you don't have to be you don't have to pick a side yeah i mean i i like pets that love people i don't understand why someone like really devotes themselves to a lizard i'm like it feels nothing for you right but i mean like that's like some lizards can't some of the bigger lizards be trained as well i don't know but to me it's like reptiles rodents they don't give a shit like why are you feeding it every day like a dog or a cat it, it loves you it's your buddy well there's an argument about that too what's your definition of but i mean like cats are more sort of a disaffectionate to unaffectionate I want to show you a picture right? I want to show you a picture of this lady's cat that I'm staying with and I want you to tell me if you don't think this just the cat did this on its own yeah I mean I yeah. was laying on the couch and it just came in like next it, to me like it wanted, that it wanted something from you clearly <laughs> <laughs> I just was sleeping on the couch and it just came in like down next to me like just for the listeners it's sort of like casually reclining to yeah. the side it just came and laid on look, its back next to me i was also laying on my back it looks like a sort of saint etienne album cover yeah or something or just like a it's very artful yeah, yeah. see this is why you're good at instagram aren't you 
No, I don't do Instagram, oh, okay. really. I have like six or seven pictures in there. I was thinking about doing Instagram because I'm starting to hate Twitter and Facebook. And I do want to have some kind of social media to see people's like big announcements and stuff. I mean, you could always screen grab like the notes on your phone and just post tweets as Instagram pictures. If you That's wanted true. To. Yeah. If you wanted to have both. And please, and please nobody, probably. Because yeah, no I don't know. I mean, I, I like Twitter and I like Facebook because I enjoy posting one-liners. It's fun. But yeah, like we're comics. Yeah. But it's like, it's kind of not worth it. And then every time I post uh, a joke that people don't agree with, it starts like a 500 thread comment debate. And I just don't, I don't want to. Yeah, you're particularly good at doing that. Like, I fucking hate it, man. Like, I just, I'm, I'm okay with like certain friends that I know giving their input. But it's like, then it's just like all these strangers just want to debate. But I can't post any jokes about Bernie. That's off limits because it just ruins your day. People just get really emotional. Yeah, not all jokes require follow-up questions. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's really fucking annoying. I don't know. I, I, I wish that there was a way to block people from commenting. I would, for sure. Like, for things that are straight-up jokes. Just like, yeah. this is lockdown. This is all this is. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you can yeah. on blogs. Like, this, one, yeah. this post is closed to comments. Yeah. yeah. No replies to this tweet. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just a fucking joke. It's not like if it's something like, hey, anybody know a good place to get your car repaired? You know, then that's fine. Comment. But, you know, it's just a fucking joke. I don't need your input, man. It's and they're like, be... well, I'll have you know that we're burning. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can't. T- I can't handle it. It's such a waste of time. And I just I don't care about most people's like very poorly informed opinions. You know, have you ever thought like about people will comment new... shit. They'll be like, Bernie won the election. And I'm like, no, he didn't. You can Google search that. That's not true. <laughs> that's not even worth us having a debate about because that's just not a fact. Right, you know, right. like, <laughs> yeah. Um, can I suggest creating a new Twitter profile as a man? Because being on Twitter as a dude is pretty nice. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that explain to you it's more actually facebook is more annoying to me than twitter because i don't know like i guess with with twitter it's like i don't really care about responding to some like dude that i tweet something and it's just like you just think this because you're ugly you know Uh. but if it's like my friend being like how dare you joke about bernie i thought that you cared about and then i'm like oh i have to respond to that in some way you know yeah because we are friends facebook says so how could yeah or sometimes it's like even people i know but it's just like i i don't think that it's a really i i it's it's i just i don't understand why you can't just like a joke or not or just not like it if you're like if you don't think it's funny, like just move on with your day, you know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to say I haven't had those periods when I wanted to engage on something online, but I think I've almost completely got that out of my system. Yeah. Where there's any desire, like you're never gonna, no internet argument has ever ended in, oh, now I see it your way. Yeah. Um, so the outcome of the study doesn't mean that Toxo, as it's known to researchers, isn't that dangerous. Toxo. To- it doesn't mean that Toxo isn't dangerous to mental health at all. Rather, it suggests that it's, if it does cause psychiatric problems, they're not likely to be exacerbated by the presence of a household cat during early childhood. Um, though the study suggests pregnant women should still stay away from cat poop, it, it's safe Fuck, to... damn. I know, Two sorry. Two things I wanted I know, in my life, right? to be sorry. a mom and to handle uh, cat poop. I know, if you get some of those crazy cravings yeah. <laughs> in pregnancy. Well, there's definitely someone on a, on a TLC show who's been into that, I'm oh. sure. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. My weird, yeah, addiction. Um, it's it's also, um, it's illustrated with a picture of, uh, or a, um, of a cat hugging a 
Oh, so a cat and a baby hugging. Oh, that's so cute, though. I love that picture, though. So there we go. That baby's yeah. crazy. That baby cray. That, yeah. Schizophrenic that, baby. Yeah, damn schizophrenic baby. Oh, and here's also <laughs> a tiny... voices that's telling it to hold the cat. And there's also a tiny kitten on someone's lap that oh, they will okay. also oh. cute. I get that it. That is cute. You I don't... get it. No, yeah, I do, okay, I do okay, get okay. that they're cute, but I don't yeah, like... I'm being a Facebook commenter writer. Oh, could you say that yeah. you don't like oh, cats? No. Oh, you don't, you don't find cats cute? Well, I will have you know the cat could have won the election. Yeah. We yeah. do have cat lovers. Like what somebody did write in to ask us to make sure to mention that the superstitions about black cats does result in more black cats being abused and uh, put down than other cats, and that's, that's wrong. Sad. I, yeah, I'm not saying anybody should kill cats. I'm not pro cat killing. That's I'm just sad. not as big a fan of them as dogs. That's, that's all. Sad. People are racially profiling. They cats. are. Oh that's yeah, so it's terrible. Uh, I mean, I didn't Google it, but it sounds reasonable. <laughs> Someone emailed in and said it's true. So yeah, I'll believe that. Um, yeah, I think they're cute. I get it. But just like, you know, they're so dismissive of us. And why would you, if you have a choice of pets, why not have one that like... But not all cats are dismissive. That's the thing. Some really are, but some are so cuddly. Like the reason that I sometimes like dogs more than, I mean, cats more than dogs is that I've never had a dog that wants to snuggle with me as much as a cat. Really? Oh, okay. yeah. Well, maybe you're just, maybe you exude a, a coolness that I don't. To make I think sense. it just depends on the cat. Cause like there are really aloof skittish cats and those are super boring, but there are also are cats that are just like, they love you and they want to come like snuggle up to you all right, the time right. and you know I feel like with dogs it's like I mean, I a like lot a, of time it's about like, like hey are you either. taking me for a walk like are you, are you feeding me what's going on with yeah. you you know but you never, energetic had, like, pet. Uh, you never had a dog that like it likes to burrow up next to you like there's plenty. no not really but maybe I would I mean like I said I'm open to all pets as long as they can feel I just don't care about lizards or yeah. fish yeah um hey uh we will post that story on our Squarespace-powered website, probablyscience.com, mm-hmm. where you can also find the donation button, which has been used this uh, last week uh, for monthly recurring donations. Thank you very much, Caroline Laco. Thank you very much, uh, Paul Freeland, uh, James Cox. Thank you very much. And thank you very, very much, uh, Catherine Lubiak. And we also have an anonymous one-off donation uh, that says... Uh, Prefer you not to mention my name on the show, but still curious as to where this donation falls in your informal ranking system. How generous would you say this? I'd say that I call that a generous donation. Generous. A generous one off. It would yeah. be a very generous monthly donation, but I call that like a generous one off donation. And there's a few more I didn't add to that list yet, including David Worths, whose monthly donation came in, Justin Broad, who also has a generous uh, monthly donation. Destruction Lane, always our favorite one to read every month. Peter Long. Um, let me make sure there aren't any more we missed. I think that's everything for this. If you've uh, donated some money recently and you haven't heard your name uh, getting a shout out on the show, don't feel like you're being a dick to messages and go, hey, what gives? You missed me out. Uh, We don't like to miss anyone out. We really appreciate everyone who does that and helps us keep this thing going. And also anyone who's shopping on Amazon and uses our shopping link uh, costs you no extra. We get a little kickback. You can find that link on the website. Uh, Why not set that as your bookmarks? You don't have to remember to type it in every time. Um, and the other way you can really help us out is by spreading the word, telling loads of people about our show, tweeting, Facebooking, uh, writing nice things about us on iTunes or Stitcher or your or Google or whatever you use to listen to podcasts these days. Uh, and uh, that really helps us out too. Uh, giving us a nice rating, subscribing if you're not already subscribing. Do we have time for one last story? Well, I, there is one that's a great uh, bad science story that was sent in by... Um, Jody Brewer, did you see that story? Can we do that? I thought Kate might like this. Uh, is okay. this is this a story? I think about a male chiropractor and his brilliant invention. This is the st- my my girlfriend found this story. <laughs> uh, uh, literally, like two 
two days ago she was telling me about this as I mean, well. it's also silly of me to say Kate's going to like it because she's, I mean, it's just going to be fun to, like, tear this apart. Okay. For anybody. I think, yeah. Uh, well, this guy's been relatively... T- so this is a, a rote... There's so many levels of bullshit involved it's, in this. And his firstly, response to it is my favorite thing in the whole article. When oh, people yeah. People criticize... So firstly, chiropractic itself is bullshit. So you're already in the realm of pseudoscience. Right. Are we allowed to say... See, I feel like I have see, so yeah, many I don't friends know. I, lo- I... I actually... I don't know if it's suicide, pseudoscience or not, um, but it makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, I don't even know how I feel about it because every time I put, po- like, I posted about having back problems a couple weeks ago, and everyone's like, "Go to a chiropractor," and I'm like, "I don't want to like tear into these people for backing a pseudoscience because well, maybe mean, it does for, work for some." I don't things. know if I don't it know. like I don't know if like all of the things about like helping the energy flow through body real, but like if I am sore and I go to right. a chiropractor, they'll do something to me that I'll and walk out sore. not sore anymore. I can't argue with that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I just feel like I don't want to do it on principle, but maybe I should try it next time my back hurts. I don't know. So this guy, this rogue yeah. chiropractor, rogue, rogue male, chiro. male chiropractor, it's worth... Re- I think... I don't know of any female... Chi- it seems to be a very male-dominated field. Uh, my chiropractor's a woman. Oh! Yeah. Okay. Well, there, okay, there's yeah. a counterexample. Um, but I think your female chiropractor would be very unlikely to have invented this product what? to deal with a, a problem that... Most women have on a calling it a problem is a little bit. Uh, what, what is this? All right, I would say a situation, uh, a curse. What can we say? Art of life. Can oh, we call so it a curse? So it's a menstrual. It's a menstrual. He yes. invented something. He solved menstruation. He solved menstruation. Uh, <laughs> uh, supposedly, uh, <laughs> calls it uh, his. He calls this product Menses M E N S E Z or Z for our American listeners. It's an adhesive lipstick that basically glues you shut. <laughs> yep. Oh my god! With this, with this, uh, he call, it says um, he described it on LinkedIn. Uh, Mensi's feminine lipstick is a natural mm. patented compound of amino acids and oils in a lipstick applicator that is applied to the labia minora and causes them to cling together in a manner strong enough to re- retain menstrual fluid in the vestibule above the labia minora or minora, where the vaginal opening and urethra exit. The Menses compound is instantly washed away with urine, which releases the menstrual fluid along with the urine into the toilet every time a woman urinates. No pads or tampons are needed, safe, secure, and clean. So it has a, he, he got the patent, or patent again for Americans, granted on January the 10th, but it's yet to hit the market. Still in the testing phase, or at least development phase. I don't... Uh, there's so many so things wrong about this. I mean, like, th- yeah, the one that jumped to mind and right away and then was mentioned later in the article is like, what, what is this magical thing that it's uh, blood and sweat proof but somehow dissolves, I guess, by ammonia in the urine instantly? Yeah, when, when urine is very similar chemically to sweat. sounds really uncomfortable, too. I mean, yeah, you're gluing uh, yourself... It, it, as, yeah. my, as my there's girlfriend's so first comment things. on reading the article was, what if you sneeze? <laughs> 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 like <it> just, yeah. <laughs> but then the best thing is... I once, don't think I'd want to walk around with my labia glued together all day. <laughs> That's sounds horrible oh like every- I, it's, that's like that's, copernicus that's like had his naysayers as well like if your, your balls you know were like swinging around too much you're like i'm gonna glue them to my leg no, listen that's not, that's not the worst idea you've ever had it's, uh, it's a pretty practical yeah you do it in a way that just you all you need to do is just pee on your balls to release them it's totally at the end of the day Okay, my favorite thing though. Okay, so he, people obviously criticized him on his he, on the Menzies Facebook page. He's faced a certain amount of criticism. A little bit, a little bit. Um, first of all, he said that it'll be thoroughly tested and improved, and it makes more sense than putting the plug up there. He said we're using the vagina like a bladder, just like tampons do. People obviously commented on his Facebook page saying this is crazy. 
And he, the vagina and, is not a bladder, as many people pointed out. Uh, but he said, he said, you as a woman should have come up with a better solution than diapers and plugs, but you didn't. Reason being, women are focused on and distracted by your period 25% of the time. <laughs> He making, said that? Yeah. He said that. Making them far less productive than they could be. But then also he proved he's Focus not... distracted. <laughs> women tend to be far more creative than men, but their periods stifle them and play with their heads. So he's got, he's got so many really good points. That's really weird. He's got so many good points. Your period doesn't really, you know, it's like... I would say that the amount of distraction it is, is like there's one day a month that it's like uncomfortable. And it's like, I'm trying to... Like, what if one day a month your stomach felt really... A little upset. Yeah. I don't think I'd be doing not... any inventing then. Yeah. <laughs> it, would, it would slow it down my invention process, which is already pretty. Simple. I mean, I definitely know. Like, I hang out with comics, so I definitely know people who have more than one or two days of diarrhea a month based on the things that they eat. <laughs> doing fine. Men, I think men are very creative, but uh, their diarrhea does stifle them and play with their heads. Uh, makes them far less productive. Than <laughs> There's no way you eat that much Taco Bell without like having diarrhea be part. I'm sorry. Uh, he does prove. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. I, I, know, I know. Right now, we were accusing him of being a bit of a misogynist, but he does. He does add that his receptionist is a lesbian. That's right. Oh my god, my le- my not even his lesbian friend, his lesbian receptionist. Yeah. It's forced there to to get pay her bills. Um, so yeah, it's unclear where he got this notion, considering the people of various ethnicities. Uh, okay. Anyway, he's he, crazy, and it's a it's a hilariously awful idea. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry Brewer, for sending that in. You are right. We did like that story. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I know, Kate, you've got to get going. Kate, right? Hopefully my vagina lips come on with one of Because otherwise I'm really going to regret trying this product. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. What, if it's, what if it's too strong? What if it's yeah. too good? You have to, take it to, you have to go to the like ER, just like one of those kids who's yeah. glued his finger to his face. Yeah. <laughs> What would you do? They have to bring out the solvent. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I trusted a chiropractor. <laughs> careful. I when, didn't think this through. I was befuddled. Doctor, doctor, when you open that up, be careful. There's a deluge period <laughs> yeah, behind it. <laughs> You'll be riding the red tide. <laughs> Kate, where can our listeners find you and your shows and your work? Uh, my website is katewillett.com with two L's and two T's. Um, I'm on Twitter at Kate Willett. And also, uh, if you, I have stuff on YouTube, Kate Willett. Yeah. Yeah. You're a, this is not happening for Comedy Central. is great. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And uh, yeah, I'm, I have a show. Um, I did a set on uh, Night Train for CISO, which will be coming out pretty soon. Nice. Check months. those out. She's yeah. super funny. We are at Probably Science and individually at Andy T. Wood and at Matt Kirshen. Also check out uh, Jesse Case and Jesse versus Cancer, the the podcast. Yeah. Um, Don't forget, at, yeah, go to nasa.gov slash exoplanets again for more information on all they've the They've got all the stuff. About. NASA's website's great as well. It's got so many other things on there. I highly recommend it. And there's, you can even see like artist rendering because I guess on these planets, they're close enough to each other. You could see the other planets if you were on the surface and big. It's, it's really cool. It, it's bonkers. Yep. So, uh, Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 